Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. I'm Justin. <laughs> I'm Pete. And we are talking about the latest episode of Riverdale. Yeah, it's so dark in here. Oh, dark show. Oh, no lights. There's no yeah. lights in this room. Oh, I'm scared. Yeah. Uh, this episode wasn't that scary, though. That's all right. I, I think. Uh, I, it, it was, was emotionally it was, scary. Yeah, Alex. it was. It was Alex. a tough, tough episode, man. A lot of family stuff going on in I this know, episode. I know, Alex. You're afraid of bats. Uh, yep. Pete, you're afraid of any people, and I'm afraid of high emotional content drama. So, oh, so I was ooh, terrified. terrified. I was oh, terrified. Yeah. Of this there whole were, show. as far as I know, no bats in it. Yeah, and I didn't see any, so, so you're I'm fine. good. Yeah, I, I'm good to go. Yeah, you're. F- that's why you're so. You're playing it so cool, and I'm a wreck right now. Let's get people caught up to speed because there's a lot of stuff going on sure. previously on Riverdale. So Jason Blossom has been murdered. We've gone yep. through a bunch of different suspects. Most of the suspicion right now is on Polly Cooper, Betty's. Maybe crazy, maybe not sister, who was sent to a sanatorium. She's or... either crazy or pregnant. Oh, or on, crazy pregnant. She is not <laughs> crazy. She seems totally fine. Well, we're jumping the gun a little bit. Because at the end of the last episode, we talked about this a little bit. And she definitely seems a little unhinged, at least no, in the previous doesn't. episode. Oh, okay. She did seem unhinged when Polly was first yeah. talking about Jason. Nope. <laughs> okay. That's... All right. Well, they're two teenagers. They were planning on running away together. Polly is pregnant. Uh, we found that out. She escaped from the sanatorium last episode. There was a little blood on a window. Everybody's very panicked and worried about it. Betty confronted her parents and said, did you kill Jason Blossom? And they said, no way. We're not 100% sure if we believe them or not. Uh, but that's kind of where we are. The other big thing that you probably need to know going into this episode is that Betty and Juggy smoocheroon. Uh, they smoo- are. The old smoocheroon. They, they are dating. I would, I would call that. They're, they're going steady. Yeah. This is something I want to get into. A little bit. I think we got to talk about this and what dating means just in general. Uh, Anything else people need to know going into this episode? Uh, Well, Archie and his Archie's dad runs a construction company. Uh, Jughead's father um, is isn't working. Um, He's one of the uh, Southside Serpents. Yeah. Uh, Also, really hardcore gang who lives outside of town. Also, you need to know that snakes. If you don't step on them. 
will leave you alone. That is that is a hundred percent true. So <laughs> you can get you can get as close to a snake <laughs> as you want. True. You can get as close to a snake as you want. Just don't step yeah, on. Yeah, you it. can yeah. pick them up. That is smell one it. of the wonderful things about the show is it's not just great relationship trauma. It's also science facts. It's uh, a zoology. I don't think real science true. facts. It's really great. Well, we learned that don't pick up come snakes. In Boxes, a previous episode, <laughs> yep. you can't step on them. Snakes come in a box. <laughs> so anytime you're opening a box, a box, there could be a snake in there. That's their natural environment. Yeah, mm-hmm. so a lot of stuff going on in this episode. Uh, also, we should mention that uh, Jughead's dad is played by Skeet Ultra Skeet Ulrich. Skeet, yes. Good old Skeet Ulrich. Yeah, man, he plays a great the, drunk. Uh, parents on the show, I know we talk about this a lot, but yep. the parents on the show, the cast is great. Yeah. It's just great. I love the fact that Jughead's dad is Skeet Ulrich. I yeah. just think that's kind of awesome. Yeah. Pete, or you seem nonplussed. Well, I mean, it you know, it was a fun kind of old school 90210 moment where the two dads were together in the uh, office again. That was kind of like, uh, didn't was one of them on like 90210 and the other on like Melrose Brace or something like that. It felt like was Skeet on Melrose Place. Yeah, I think so. I something like that. Mostly know him from Scream and being a poor man's Johnny Depp. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what he's known for. <laughs> All right. Well, that's I actually thought his resume. It's yeah. the skill section says was in Scream. Poor and, man's Johnny Depp. And, oh yeah, only poor people watch him. Oh, that's exactly. totally true. Yeah. Let's talk about this episode just in general. What you guys think about it, Pete? Uh, I did like the Jughead Betty stuff. Uh, I. The Veronica and her mom stuff was a little upsetting uh, because we we kept cutting around stuff and I really wanted them to talk. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, and like Twitter is very powerful. But overall, I wasn't this. I, it was a powerful episode because of all the kind of like parents strife and kind of relationship strife and like real life issues of like, what do you do when you're a kid trying to raise, you know, Trying to raise a kid if your parents don't want you to. So there's that. I mean, that's powerful stuff to deal with. Um, yeah, there was a lot of like family drama this, that was really driving this episode, and it was it's a serious thing. So there was it was weighty in the episode. So you liked it, even though it was like truly just a lot of talking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't hate it for sure. You've I changed, mean, Pete. I didn't get any Josie and the Pussycats. I mean, I got uh, you know a little bit, but not a lot. Yeah. Josie. Yeah, Josie. And basically. that's the day that Pete became a man. Huh. <laughs> uh, I like this episode a lot. This is episode seven. We are uh, halfway through the season. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, the, and this show is becoming more and more about, like, small town generations and how that makes life hard for everyone. Uh, I feel like yeah. we, get, uh, we get so much of that in this episode, and it's great. The, everyone's, like, a little bit lying about a ton of different things. It's a it's a great drama, except for Archie. What? Yeah, except for Archie. He's Archie was be, a douche in this episode. He's just he's been totally clueless the entire time. I saw somebody tweet this out the other day, so I, wanna, I don't want to steal credit for the joke, but somebody was like Betty and Jughead saying, "Oh my God, we have three minutes to save this baby before it's going to die," and then Archie says. I am having a problem in math, with math class, which is of equal weight. Yeah. And that's basically, I mean, that's true. Like, he got a little more involved this episode, but he's still kind of outside of it. Uh, the thing that struck me the most about this episode, and you said this a couple of podcasts ago, Justin, was they are rushing through plot. Like, yeah, they I love it. got right into the Jughead dad stuff. They didn't wait episodes and episodes. They brought it right back in. Stuff, like you said, Pete, got to a head with Hermione and Veronica this episode. Yeah. Uh, they didn't wait episodes and episodes to reveal that Jughead and Betty is something's going on there. 
uh, and that definitely added a lot of subtext, and it's great. I'm I really did love the when Jughead put his arm around Betty, and then like all the looks around. Like, oh, was, everybody got this? lit up. Archie, yeah. I'll tell you what the the Jughead and Betty thing. If you want to start there, uh, Archie's jealous. Like right yeah. after that scene when they're looking for he Polly in the woods, was like, hey, I'm sorry, he's I wasn't like, around. I know so, that's a scumbag. Yeah, that's that's a, scum, a scum move. That's a scum move. The Jughead move? No, Archie, Archie. trying to like be like jealous all of a sudden, and yeah. all of a sudden trying to now get back to talking to Betty. Important to him. Well, I think I feel like you guys are attacking me for some reason right yeah, now. No, cause cause the, yeah, no, because you're you're that kind of too. This yeah. is exactly what you do. You're just all about it. You, you don't know what you got till it's gone, and then yeah. it's gone, yeah, and you the, want it yeah, back. Look, all I'm saying is I'm in love with her. You guys, I'm in love with her, and you took her from me. Too late. Too late, man. You should have loved her while you had. Loved her while you had the chance. Now she's. Our collective jughead. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think we lost track of that metaphor. But uh, so the setup of the scene, they're all in the common room. I don't know what What's this that? room is. It's like a teacher's lounge for students. Riverdale's a weird town. The yes. high school has a very expensive sort of t- a student lounge. Yeah. Uh, there's a club that is apparently operating at full capacity <laughs> on a Tuesday night, a school night full of high school kids. Uh, the guy who runs the club is like, oh, fuck, you guys are underage? There's like 50 yeah, kids in this I town. Do, I know. Oh, jeez. That's crazy. So they're in the common room. Jughead uh, comforts Betty, puts his arm over her shoulder, and she kind of rubs his fingers a little bit. Yeah. And then throughout the so the episode, they have a couple of different moments. Uh, they smooch again. She, yeah. she thanks they're only kissing. when they're about to like get it's the idea. It's always like, oh, I've got it. Yeah, and, and later on, jumping very far ahead, but when Jughead ends up in the police station, they do hold hands again. Yeah. Um, they talk. Jughead talks a little bit about the relationship with Archie. Uh, they both kind of refer to it as like, I don't know, it's a thing. I don't know. What are you getting from it at this point? Because. I did uh, like the honesty of Jughead being like, this is something that... And he stopped short of saying, like, boyfriend, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That know, was Because he doesn't want he's it. nervous. Yeah, he's nervous. He's he doesn't so, want to ruin He's just it. a Jughead, and he's trying to turn into a real fuckhead. Oh, also, I wanted to talk... <laughs> that was messed up. Uh, I wanted to talk he's about a, the dream. He's a bonerhead. The dream in the beginning was Arch, hysterical. I just want to be a real fuckhead. <laughs> He'll get there. Uh, I really liked the dream in the beginning. I thought that yes. was like a really fun kind of nod to the comic and how cheesy and ridiculous it was. The top of the show, there is a, a dream sequence that happens. Dream Jughead, sequence. Yes, Jughead's dream sequence where he's clearly dealing with a lot of inner turmoil. That's mostly what his plot line is about this episode. He pictures everybody as their classic Archie comic selves, complete with his original Jughead hat. They're wearing the uh, S sweater and the R sweater, yeah. uh, which I thought was kind of great. And yeah. then it ends with a knife in Archie's back. So he's... He knows, Jughead knows what he's done. He likes Betty. He's dealing with his feelings for Betty. But at the same time, he knows that Archie, whether he knows, whether Archie knows or not, has feelings for Betty. Yeah. And that makes things difficult. The other thing that I wanted to throw out to you guys, I got the feeling, and I don't know, this gets a little bit into comic book stuff that we know, but I got the feeling that they, they aren't actually romantically interested in each other. What? I think that as much as I like them together, as much as I like Betty and Jughead, and I think the actors are wonderful and the characters are wonderful, that I don't really get a romantic vibe off of them. I get a friendship vibe. They care about each other. They love each other on the friendship end. 
but the friendship and, and they've gotten so close. There's so much emotion coming out of the murder of Jason Blossom and everything that's going on in the town that they force themselves together and they're almost trying out a romantic relationship, but it's not going to stick. Yeah, it seems like a romance of circumstance. We got our, our detective don't, Betty and don't her sidekick try to ruin and a her perfectly sidekick. good relationship. I, it's not a perfectly good relationship. What, what? Guys, it's the very beginnings, the budding of something maybe beautiful. Don't put your shit on it like, oh, they don't belong they're together. They're walking, they're why, walking. Why can't we have a show where instead of the comics being a shitty relationship, we have a real relationship of Betty and Jughead because they belong together. His name is Jughead and he's wearing a dumb hat. So what? <laughs> he deserves love. Archie no, is a scumbag <laughs> douchebag. We've established that he shouldn't be with Betty. I'm not saying I don't want Betty and Archie together. All I'm saying is when Jughead's walking her ho- home, then she yeah, figures he out did a- the nice thing. He was walking her home every step of the way. Jughead's been there for her. Yep, he's a great nice guy. Friends, Fuck he's you in with the, f- the nice guy <laughs> bullshit. She, no, here's the real thing. She uh, she figures out something where Polly is, kisses Jughead, and sends him on his way because. Like she's not about the romance; she's about this thing, and this is just like a fun, exciting detail she's of, got the, shit of the. To do. Yeah, I, I agree. I think. I think if she, there it's was like, something more there. We would have had more of that moment. That exactly. She's a busy lady. You know, she doesn't have time to make out all night. Yo, you got to make time for Jughead. You got to make time for that man. <laughs> That's true, but it's in the beginning where she's trying to save her sister, and there's a lot going down. No, so- I've been in so many relationships where the girl's like, <laughs> I have to save my sister, and it never works out. Okay? So, I, Pete, the old, don't talk to I got to wash don't my hair. I've the- been there. I've been there. I've been Jugheaded a bunch of times. Oh, so have I. Yeah. So can't we give Jughead a chance, guys, before you start shitting on I him? don't think the world's going to give Jughead a chance. Well, they the need re- to. The world's world needs to wake up. The and reason that I brought up the comic books is in the comics, and this is a recent development, but Jughead's asexual. Like, he is canonically asexual in the current comic well, book. Well, just because he's not like the buff dude, everybody says he's asexual. That's bullshit. No, no he, he says he's, he's says asexual. He's asexual. That is his sexual preference, is that he is asexual. That's in the comic. We're not. We're talking about Riverdale right yeah. now. Okay. okay. Jughead's hypersexual. My point is, I don't know necessarily if they're going to go that route, but I do think that Jughead is figuring himself out. Betty, just because he's a sensitive guy, because of these emotions, I think he's just figuring stuff out. And yeah. right now, he has been drawn to Betty because he feels like that's the thing you're supposed to do. And I think I, I like where they're going with this. I like yeah. that it's more complex than ah, oh, we're screwing over a best friend. What do we do? Uh, there's a little more going on there, and it means more. The plot line is about Jughead and Betty as much as it is about Archie, which I think is nice. Yeah, in fact, more so, less about Archie. Archie yeah. in this show is a kid who is like doesn't understand that a burner's hot. Everyone else is like <laughs> going is dealing with all these complex things, and Archie's like, "You can lie to people sometimes," and it's it's insane. Don't, it is insane, don't make fun of the also, dumb jock. I felt like they. We talked about this last time. They really started to nail it with the last episode. I feel like he's finally Archie. You know, post-Grundy, yeah. even more so this episode, he's just this earnest dub dude yeah. that keeps trying to do the right thing and usually screws it up, but eventually makes it right at the end. And I think that's Archie. You know, that's Archie straight out of the comics, and that's what they're doing, and I like that. Um, uh, one last thing about uh, Jughead. His sister's name is actually, like, on her birth certificate, Jellybean. 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 Yeah. Jellybean. That's fucked up. What JB? What nurse let that happen? 
What do you mean, nurse? Nurse is not going to be like, uh, you need to well, rethink this. That's where this. you write the name His, down. Yeah, I know. Dad, her dad is the head of the Southside Serpents. What are you going to do? Be like, no, you get a you get a snake in a box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't want to step on that snake. <laughs> yeah. You don't. Just don't open the box. I get a snake in a box. I just keep it going you know, down the line. I mean, a lot of people have dumb ideas for names, you know? The fact that she's changed her name to JB makes a lot more sense. What's his his name's like uh PF or something? With like PF Changs? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's FP. It's FP. Are you, are you hungry or something? All I'm saying is uh Jughead's dad named them after whatever he was currently eating. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Common problem. Let's talk about the rest of uh Jughead's plotline since we started to touch on that a little bit. So uh Jughead is dealing with his dad in this episode. Um we touched on this earlier, but uh, Jughead's dad's. Can we just call him Skeet Ulrich because I, I don't sure. remember. His you name. don't want F.P. Jones. Yeah, is that what his name is? Yeah, it uh, stands for Fuck the Police Jones. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he got into a fight way back in the day with Fred Andrews. Maybe still stole some money. Maybe didn't. But they used to be friends. Very similar to Jughead and Archie. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, to your ongoing point, Justin, about how the past is starting to repeat itself. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. But 100%. Jughead and Archie convince Fred to rehire Jughead's dad in order to re- rehabilitate him, you know, get him past his whole alcoholism. Because as we know, if you get a steady job with lots of money and you're an alcoholic, you're probably Problem not- solved. <laughs> Problem solved. Guys, they're just trying to get him to get off the couch and do something. Yes, right? No. I mean, let's not. It yes, makes- that's not how you solve alcoholism. But they're kids, and they're trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Okay? No, yeah, it's absolutely. Also, and then, Jughead should have a place to stay besides the Harry Potter-esque closet at the school he's been living in. Yes, probably. Uh, he. So what did you think about this plot line? How did you feel about the stuff with the dads, uh, both of the dads? I, I thought it's so ridiculous that the only place anybody goes out to eat is Pop's Diner. Why I mean, is that I, ridiculous? I know that's the only place in town, I guess, but... That For like... a town with a working club <laughs> 24-7, they gotta have a, not one more restaurant. Well, wait, I mean, they can at least have a PFJ. Can we take a little side trip for a second? Because I, this is something that definitely struck me about this episode. How big do you think Riverdale actually is? Well, that's the thing, because the way they play so much of the interaction is it's like small town, everyone knows everybody. Right. There's so much history there. I grew up in a town like that, and I really... I, identify with that a lot uh talking about jughead's dad that the dinner they have there i was like i know these stories like when you're labeled as the town fuck up that haunts you the rest of your life and that really resonated with me but they keep expanding the universe of this town to be like ah doesn't make a ton of sense the uh beyond the club which was ludicrous that to your point there's a working club that is completely packed on a weekday uh, there was also the press conference that Betty's mom held on the steps of the courthouse or the police church. station. Church. There you go. Thank you. Uh, on the steps of the church where I was like, I thought maybe they were the only news people in town, but it turns out there's many papers and a TV station and all of these other things that are there. Yeah. It, I don't know. I don't know. This town seems huge now. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I will yeah. say that's how they do it in the comics as sure. well. Like. And whenever they need a new thing, yeah, in the they comics, just it's just in there. there. Like it's yeah. not like they're like, let's go two towns over where they have a PF chance. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's. I mean, let's not nitpick on bullshit. But I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you oh, uh, have you ever listened to a podcast? <laughs> 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 let's not nitpick on bullshit. Let's just uh, you know close it up, shop, <laughs> and just go back to our normal lives. <laughs> 
We've only been doing this for 10 years. <laughs> it's not yeah, let's really look Wolverine's claws technically don't work like that. They're actually bone underneath. Uh, and really, when he draws them, he goes back. Yeah, you talk about Wolverine. I, I mean, Logan was the greatest movie. That's why it's I'm in such a great movie. I'm still riding high from that amazing the situation. Movie. We'll cut the sound post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's go back to the dad. So uh, by the end of the episode, he's still a screw-up. He's still uh, being kicked to the curb by his son. Uh, Jughead gets taken into the police station on very speculative <laughs> charges. <laughs> great evidence. Yeah, not yeah, great evidence. No. That yeah, was not. very weird. Yeah, it uh, was mostly so we can find out that Jughead set fire to the elementary school when he was a kid. Yeah. Um, and that he's always had problems and always been a troubled child, uh, but also mainly so that his dad could oversleep in a drunken stupor, forget to answer his phone, and show up late. Uh, where do you think this plot line's going at this point? Well, I, what what I what I thought was really powerful is the fact of if they really they're not doing the TV alcoholism right. Mm-hmm. We're like TV alcoholism. It would be like, no, I'm going to stay with my dad. Yeah, well, we're going to get sober. Everything's going to turn around. But dad, uh, dad had an out there where he was like, oh, you can go stay with the, uh, you know, the Andrews and I can just be wasted and no one will know. Yeah, son, go there so I can t- continue to be a fuck up. And it was a tough thing for Jughead, but I thought it was a realistic choice. And I thought that, like, yeah, somebody like that would kind of make that choice. One of the nice things, uh, to your point about 90210 earlier, is on 90210, Luke Perry played uh, Dylan, and Dylan dealt with alcoholism yeah. as a teen. So, you know, it looks like the shoe was uh-huh. on the other foot. I guess Luke Perry just has an out-drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Uh, he does. Um, yeah, I, I like the storyline. I like the way it ended up. I like having Jughead staying with the, the Andrews. Um, but that's going to be complicated if he wants to bring uh, Betty home later. You know yeah, what I mean? that is going to be tricky, and I guess uh, the Fredheads aren't going to get back together anytime oh, soon. Oh, no. I... So desperately, every single episode, more and more, want to see a flashback episode. I want to see the Fredheads play. I want to see everybody palling around. I, I feel like they're going to do that. Yeah. Here's my theory on that. Well, it poses the question when we're talking about these generations, is Hiram Lodge from Riverdale? Because mm. traditionally, he isn't, I don't think. He comes right. to town. And in this, he's never mentioned as being around in their stories uh, so I feel like maybe we'll get a when Hiram finally shows up. I think that's when we get our flashback. Uh, you think so? Yeah, I like that because I I feel like that's here's what I would love. This is my theory that would be totally bananas, but I would love to see they do the flashback episode and all of the kids play their parents. Oh yeah, that's awesome. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, well, anybody else pissed off about the phone call moment where she's like, "Oh, I got to talk to your father about this big thing." Phone rings. Yes, I accept the charges. And we don't get to hear how he feels about it. Oh, you wanted Hiram to get on the phone and be like, Hello, it's me. <laughs> no. Hiram. Hiram. I wanted what are you doing? I wanted to hear. <laughs> you building that thing I said with the separate stuff? <laughs> I wanted to hear it, if it, he was. driving. It's the driving. Did, did you dilapidate the driving? Did you kick the head kid with the funny hat we'll, out of the driving I guess we'll just move place? on then. I guess we'll just move on. No, no, I actually want to take a big step back because we haven't talked about Veronica's storyline really at all. So, but like, weren't you mad that no, we wait, didn't get to he, hear? He, he, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get, get there. We're going to get there. That's the end of the storyline. When you tell a story, you start with the beginning and then you go to Fuck the middle you. and then you go to the yeah. end. <laughs> Pete, I'm, I'm, I just want to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. 
Go ahead, Veronica. Sure. So, Why are you so tired now? You're so mad. No the, reason the to be mad. We're going to get to the point you want to talk about. Yeah, in a calm down. Jesus Christ. Okay, so... No, that was mean. I'm really sorry, Pete. You're be, you know what, Pete? You're being a real jughead right now. <laughs> oh, man. Get uh, to is that the fucking... word you meant? Did you mean jughead or did you mean another word? Oh, fuckhead? Yeah. No, Pete's not... He's not. He doesn't have a wicked boner like Jughead does to the whole episode. <laughs> Did you notice? Actually, all episode they filmed Jughead from the waist up, like you never exactly. saw what was going on in his pants. Exactly, because I know what's going on. Dubbone. <laughs> he's got. He's got a chubby down there. All right, when anyways, I'm talking about come chubby, on. I'm saying a chubby Veronica, yeah, you piece of shit. Eat. So Veronica, talking about Chubhead. What? Chubhead. Chubhead. So last episode, Hermione Lodge signed a document with Veronica's name that allowed Fred to take on the plum drive-in construction job. Right. Uh, Veronica found out about it, super pissed. So this episode, she's all acting out, just like she did back in New York, back in the New York days, uh, to stick it to her mom. Um, what would you think about this plot line? I thought it was at least, because I was like, why is she getting so pissed? But then she kind of revealed the whole name thing, and I was like, oh, okay. At least that makes a little bit sense. So but it was the, frustrating the way that she was like, oh, I have to do this bullshit so then I can sit down with my mom. Yeah. Oh, I have to do this so then I can sit down. Just sit down with your goddamn mom. I like, to the point we've been <laughs> making over and over again, I like the fact that the show didn't make it the requisite pissed off at the mom storyline, but actually gave it something deeper that tied into the continuity yeah. of the show that we find out, as you mentioned, that... The day it was the day that Hira was taken away, right? Mm-hmm. The day that Hira was taken away, Hermione sat down with Veronica and said, "They can take everything. They can take our money. They can kick us out of our apartment, but you will always have uh, your name." And when Hermione signed Veronica's name, she felt like that was taken away from her too. I yeah, thought that, that was, was cool. That was a great story. Yeah, it was great. The club thing aside, like I liked that whole arc. I liked that the sort of game of chess they played to get back. And that Veronica won. She, like, outplayed her mom. Uh, she was on the side of right, and Hermione is like, I was yeah, a little right. disappointed because they were like, all right, let's start negotiations. And I was hoping it would be, like, a back and forth, like a real, like, neg- like a power negotiating. But it was yeah, just like, like Palestine, Israel. Yeah, like, you know, I've prepared my Thousands of people die. Yeah. <laughs> engulfs the entire world, basically. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a little bit of a letdown with where well, she I was like, they don't. Know th- they know the game, though, right? They've done this a million times before, back when she was in New York, so they know each feint and counterpoint that they're going to make yeah. uh, in this war so they can cut to the chase at the end. So now, let's get back to the point you wanted to talk about, Pete. One more thing before yeah. that. Again, we don't get a cool Reggie. Reggie's just a casual doof. Nothing. He needs to be a... He's not a villain. He's the I one character... Like the doof. He's the one character they haven't... They're really just, like, letting fall by the wayside. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, why do we have to have a Keller storyline? Save it. Um, maybe there's some coming oh, up. Reggie? I don't need mean... to know ev- everything about background characters right now. We Reggie's have a lot a main, of shit. He's a main member we of the We have cast. a lot of shit to deal with right now, okay? I don't have time for the You the are guy in very the focused on Reggie. Uh, I, it, it's the one character in the comics they're not even really using. That's, okay, can I venture a guess? There was that one Please. episode... Of the art, one episode, one uh, issue of the Archie comic where they focused on Reggie, which you loved so much. No, I don't. I'm not obsessed with Reggie. It seems like it's you just are. a weird gap. And we her, we learned in episode two or three at the end uh, when Reggie and the other football players get kicked off or walking down the, the hallway. Right. That there's going to be trouble brewing. Like there's there's a storyline here. 
Why? Sorry, this is just for our listeners at home. Justin is wearing a shirt that says, I love Reggie. Reggie is the most important character. It's <laughs> not related. That's another. Oh, okay. There's okay. a bunch sorry. of different. I like a lot of different Reggies. Sure. This is just one Reggie I like, and I, this is good. This is a good. <laughs> They're going to focus on him at some point. I mean, right now. You don't yeah. know that, Alex. Yeah, you don't. To make know a promise that. that you can't keep. I would like to see a uh, Rosenclantz and Gildan Cerner dead type episode, but just with Reggie that shows exactly. what he's been doing. The entire time. I don't know if we're going to have time cares. for that this season, though, because to your point, there's six episodes left. We're yeah. pretty close to wrapping up at this point. Reggie, Reggie Clance and Gildan Moose are dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Cheryl does some interesting stuff this episode. We should probably well, talk about what's on, going Pete on did want to get to his phone call thing. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think at, we, we, just went, we just went past it and he didn't even care. <laughs> he threw such a little fit, little Pete fit. Yeah. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. That didn't bother you guys at all? This whole buildup of what's the dad going to say, what the dad going to say? And we don't we don't get to hear it. They haven't cast Hiram yet. Who yeah. cares? But at least hang up the phone and be like, "Well, your father's okay with it." Or at least your father find, wants to murder me. Find a Cockney gentleman yeah. who can get on the phone and be like, "Stop with the right. stupid accent and it's just okay, answer they, answer my fucking here's question." Here's what it is. Did it bother he, he, here's you? What it is. Did it bother you? No. no. Here's why. Okay. Because they're setting they're setting this character up and they're going to reveal it later on. And okay. you're just going to see on the horizon, you're going to see on the horizon a, a top hat just walking up. <laughs> and then he's going to be spinning a cane and look at his monocle and he's going to say, Hey, Weaverdale, I'm Arnold Walsh. He's going to jump right into a chimney, sweep your flu, shine your shoes, be good to go. I think we answered Pete's serious question pretty well. <laughs> let's move on with more stories. Sure. Let's talk about Cheryl Blossom because once again, uh, I, this might be too bold of a statement. Maybe one of the most compl- complicated villains on TV right now. She is all over the place. Yeah. Also, well, so you're saying that not in a nice way, Justin. No, I, I like her as a character, and I think the yeah. actor does a great job yep. of, of playing it because I believe when the beginning of the episode, she's like, "Polly did it. We have to get her," and she's being like straight up nasty. And then by the end of the episode, she's like, Polly, you have to go. Like, she's being genuine on both sides. I don't know how you pull off a character that swings from uh, the villain of the episode to the hero of the episode, I think, was Cheryl. Because she, like, betrays her family so that Polly can get away to save the the life of the child. I do love the Blossoms throughout. I just think they're fantastic villains. There's that shot where everybody's in the woods hunting for Polly and then the Blossoms enter in full Victorian hunting gear. Yeah, like I mean, everybody was pretty dressed up. The Coopers Uh, were like... Yeah, but also the costume changes that Cheryl goes through is pretty all over the place. Like, it's very like... I mean, every time... I love that scene. I loved yeah. the Blossoms facing down with the Coopers. I am totally there for that fight. I think the parent, the parents are batshit insane, and they've been yes. that way from the beginning. But it seems like that was part of the plan, just amping them up to 11, making them crazy soap opera villains when yeah. everybody else, the teenagers, are way more nuanced than that. And that's very much on purpose, and it's working wonderfully. And I le- is, let me ask you this. Is Cheryl going to be a... A hero or a villain in this series? I think a hero. Yeah, I mean, ultimately she's a hero because she loves Jason and she wants what's best for Jason. I don't think there's any scenario where she was the person that killed Jason Blossom. Uh, She wants justice for... What I don't I, no, she wants justice for Jason. She loved him more than anything. I think she honestly does want to protect Polly and the baby. I'm not totally convinced that Polly is on the up and up, and that the baby is Jason. Oh, how dare like you! That. Um, Interesting. Sorry, oh wow. But but regardless, I do think 
Cheryl acts like an asshole all the time to everybody, but ultimately wants to do the right thing at the end of the day. One thing with that storyline that bothered me a little bit, Betty's supposed to be our detective, and yep. she didn't see through the blossoms. I, I found that to be, she like brought, brought Polly to well, she, Pop no, Steiner. She could t- and, you could tell during the sit-down, she was very uneasy. But she brought Polly to the diner to meet the blossoms. That, yeah, but me, she also didn't tell him where they lived. Like, Polly she kept is a couple weak of, spot. I think yeah, that's pretty yeah. much what it is, is that yeah. when it comes to Polly, yeah, she well, is completely blind. She doesn't know what the right thing or the wrong thing to do is, that she does have this incredible moral compass. She's super smart. She gets what she wants. But when it comes down to Polly Cooper, she's in a tizzy. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that, that really... Also, that, I would like to she's address... She's smooching <laughs> juggy in a tizzy. Uh, That's that really a, petered out at the end. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> fuck you. So I, the, I'm sorry your name is Pete, and there's an expression that's... Yeah, it's a stupid expression. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so... I think it's bullshit that you were like, oh, yeah, Cheryl had nothing to do. Oh, yeah, she was the last one to see him alive, asshole. Don't act like you no, know that she did He died a week later. Yeah, but before that, she was the last one to see him alive. Um, yeah. So you don't know the fact that Cheryl is innocent. She could be in stuff that you don't even know about. So don't sit there yeah. and be like, oh, yeah, Cheryl definitely didn't do it when you don't know that. She Cheryl. could be involved in the Russian hack at the at the yeah, highest in the Trump is. White House. Yeah, I actually, I saw her. There's a scene from next week's episode where she's meeting with uh, Sergey. <laughs> uh, great. He must have really liked that. Meeting. Great she meeting completely for forgot. She yeah. has no idea what it is. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> let's talk about the last scene of the episode, though, because that was a huge, crazy reveal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We go back to Skeet Ulrich's house. And he has Jason Blossom's football jacket. What do you think is going on? That's why he's drinking so much. Wait, what? What? Because he wants to relive his football days. No, it's because uh, he's covering up a fucking murder. He's covering it up? Yeah. The snakes know what went. You can't murder somebody in a snake territory and not know what's going (laughs) down. All right? The snakes are not. The serpents know who killed. They're not the sons of anarchy. He works at a construction company. Fuck you, dude. He just fucking snakes on the side, man. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I kind of agree with Pete. (laughs) You think that snakes know? Here's why. Because I've been pushing this theory, right, that Hiram is somehow behind or masterminding Jason's murder. To your point, the snakes, uh, excuse me, the serpents clearly work for Hiram in some capacity. If Mm -hmm. they're trying to cover up Jason's murder, if, in fact, it was the serpents that set fire to Jason's car last episode, and that's why the jacket is in Ski Ulrich's house, uh, it does make sense that they know a lot more about Jason Blossom's murder than they are letting on. And certainly they would not be inclined to tell Sheriff Keller and the rest of the police. Yeah. I mean, that does make sense, but I still hold the theory one of our young cast members has to be involved in this murder. Well, so let's get into it then. Uh, the, who do you think, based on this episode, who killed Jason Blossom? Jughead. Jughead? What? Why do you say Jughead? What? The ja- How dare you, the you ja- motherfucker? Just the jackets at the Jones household. Jughead refuses to go home. The jacket is stashed there. I think Jughead knows more. Jughead could have... Uh, he could have burned the car. About he could have burned the car. He knew where the car was. He could have no, doubled that back. Is stupid. Uh, we see a little bit of Jughead. Like he asked for a lawyer right away when he's uh, at oh, the police come station. On, I'm dude, just saying that was just smart. He that stabbed, was just smart. He pulled the knife and stabbed Archie in the back in his dream. 
I also I don't know, like well, I don't know we if that's... didn't see a lawyer. We just saw Betty show up. Like she was the Betty's lawyer. his lawyer. She yeah. has a law degree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, to your point, we've seen Archie and Jason sub in with each other visually at different points. Saying. So in the dream, if Jughead is stabbing Archie in the back, it does make some kind of sense. Stab one redhead, stab them all. Oh, that that's is ridiculous. So that's, I think uh, that's what it says on your pads. You're wearing <laughs> those pads that says um, two legs. It says Reggie too, though. So yeah, it's cool. Don't, don't don't think it doesn't. <laughs> Pete, what's your theory? Who killed Jason Blossom? I still think the creepy twins, uh, but also my backup theory is the fact that it was that. Cub Scout leader, whatever the fuck that militant <laughs> Cub Scout leader. Seen these characters. Yeah, exactly. What has he been doing? He's lost in the woods. Setting man. things on fire. That's what he's been doing. That's what Jughead fire. does. He sets elementary school. Oh, he did that one time. He was playing with matches. Wow, you're a Jughead apologist. All right, yeah. I, I'm going to stick with Hiram for the time being. Again, it, even if he didn't physically do it, if he, even if he didn't do it himself, he's masterminding. You know, thing. I've been thinking about your theory because I like it, but how do they have a character that we haven't seen come in and then he's the, the culprit? That's two deus ex machina. He, 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 he's, he's part of it. He's somehow... Yeah, he's part of it. That he has, he has some overarching plan for Riverdale and as a piece of that, Jason Blossom ended up as collateral damage. And maybe it is uh, Skeet Ulrich who killed him because he found out too much about what Hiram has planned. Um, but ultimately, Hiram is the person who caused it because that's going to cause a lot of friction with the whole game. Here's the thing. When you do something bad, like there's nothing you can drink to make you forget. You Except try, you still alcohol. Try. Ah, that's true. Or snakes. Snake venom. Snake could be, he could be drinking snake venom. Yeah, there we go. All right, Betty or Veronica? Betty or Veronica? Pete, which one? Betty all day or day. <laughs> that's not accurate, Pete. Yeah, I know. It's definitely not accurate. <laughs> you keep going back and forth. Why say. Betty this episode? Because you were Veronica. But it was a fantastic Betty episode. It was a fantastic Betty episode. Okay. Veronica was... I didn't like her this episode. You... Are, and you I know like what? Betty you, and Jughead. I, I consider you to be a very loyal dude. Mm-hmm. You are not loyal. You are not loyal to your girl because you are switching back and forth between Betty and Veronica based on how much screen time they get. Vain. No, about what they're doing. Oh, cool. Well, you're a real Archie. Oh. And I know that's an insult to you. Yeah, what about is. you, Betty or Veronica? I am Veronica, as I have been for the entire time, except for once when I chose Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, man, this is a tough one because I, I like both of them in the episode. I think Betty had some frustrating things happen to her. I think Veronica also, her storyline was pretty much the B storyline, but the stuff in the club and the stuff she did with Hermione was really fun. But ultimately, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm always a Betty man. Don't apologize. You're just making the wrong choice. Oh, all right. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Riverdale After Dark. If you would like to come see us live, we do a live show every single Tuesday night at 8 p.m. in New York yeah. at Bitloft, totally free, called Comic Book Club. Also, if you'd like to support this show and the other shows that we do, comicbookclub.com slash Patreon. That's not true. Patreon.com slash Comic Book Club. Uh, and we have a bunch of fun prizes there and other things for supporting the shows. What else do we want to plug? Pete? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about all the guests we have on our shows. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. You can check us out at ComicBookClubLive.com, Nerdist.com for our regular weekly live podcast. And uh, how do we want to send them out, guys? See you at the driving gumdubs! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Go see Logan. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? 
Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.